0: I'm Laura Vinroot Pool. For 20 years I've owned Capital, an internationally recognized specialty store. Capital has never really been about fashion. It's always been about people. What we wore was created to share the meaningful journeys that inspire me. From the designers and friends I meet on the road to the men and women with whom I work each day. Everybody wants to know her. Charlotte Lucas is a Charlotte-based interior designer who brightens the design world with her love of print and color. I love her emphasis on hard work without complaint and her team-centered leadership style. Charlotte Lucas so glad you're here. You didn't have a long commute. Not a long commute at all. So happy to
1: be here. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for the beautiful dinner that you hosted the other night for Aww. Cara Cara. It
1: really was magical and it was so fun to be surrounded by so many awesome women and and Katie and her team are, are amazing. So they're easy to celebrate.
0: Well, I think people are really happy to have an escape from COVID-19.
1: That's what <laughs> I think so. That's what um, everyone has said. That's a nice relief to see all the pictures of the dinner and not pictures of face masks.
0: And, hand and the funniest thing was that I thought that you served pasta and I got more texts about that, how refreshing and exciting that was.
1: Well, you know, we just need some carbs every once in a while.
0: I think especially in these times.
1: Yeah.
0: My dad is devoted to your grandfather. Will you tell me about your grandparents? Well, I know they were I love really... love your parents and
1: they live down the street from me. Um, <laughs> and I see your mom walking every day with her CD-ROM. <laughs> and headphones (laughs) and she just makes me smile your dad was very special to my grandfather and my grandparents are very very special to me they're not around anymore but they um, are still with me every day Mm -hmm. my grandfather went to wake forest and played football and basketball there he's in the wake forest sports hall of fame he went on to play nfl football but back then nfl football didn't pay anything. So he came back to Charlotte after two years to become a teacher and a high school football coach, which paid surprisingly more than the NFL. Wow. Oh my <laughs> the, God. I know. Harding high. He's always been a coach. Yeah. He, I mean, he was, everyone called him the coach. Yeah. And he instilled a lot of really wonderful things into me. I mean, work ethic really. It's where I got a work ethic. And he always said work hard and don't complain.
0: Tell me about growing up. Did you grow up here? I think you moved around a lot. I
1: probably went to six or seven different schools before high school. So we kind of hopped all over North Carolina. Why? My dad worked for Uh Coca-Cola, and he got transferred every three to five years. Most of my memories are in Asheville. Mm -hmm. Went to elementary school in Asheville, North Carolina. We later moved to Wilmington lived there for about 5 or 6 years and then we moved here to Charlotte in 10th grade okay. which was quite a transition for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> How did you stay grounded through all of that? I mean that's that's a lot. And you're also one of three girls. One of three girls. Yeah. yeah. So that's girls. one way of keeping
1: grounded. You know, the the best part about it was that I had my sisters. Yeah. So we were we are best friends and that was that was a wonderful thing to have through those transitions Mm -hmm. it was not always easy and it i wasn't probably the best child and i probably put (laughs) up a fit every time we moved because you know you're moving into a new school you have no friends Mm -hmm. you're reacclimating all over again Mm -hmm. and so though it was hard when i was going through it looking back it helped me so much because i was able to adjust any situation yeah you know so it's really helped me i ended up going to the university of georgia not knowing a single person, and I don't think I would have ever been brave enough to do that if I hadn't been <laughs> done kind that of, ten times. Yeah, pulled out and put into another school, you know, ten or eleven times. So it's really helped me.
0: Where are you in the mix of your sisters? I'm um, in the middle. Oh, you are me yeah, Middle did. child. <laughs> you all shared clothes, or we, we stole all shared clothes? clothes.
1: My mom had these coffee mugs, and I don't know why. I remember this, but I still have one today, which is probably at least thirty years old. And it says, "Sisters care and share." Do you care if I share your wardrobe? <laughs> and I don't know why we just always thought it was so funny because no one wanted to share growing up. <laughs> right? I mean, she, you know, I had to sneak into my sister's room after she went to school to go borrow her favorite blouse, and then
0: I did the same. Thing return it, brother. you know, after she yeah. before she
1: got home, and. You know, and then she'd find out, and there was a stain on it, and I'd get in trouble. Are y'all
0: stair steps, or are you a couple of years apart? We're each?
1: all three years apart, so all right. we're all like a stair step. It was fun having having sisters and um, and being able to share. And now it's fun because when we go on vacation, we love sharing. Yeah, and we'll even I mean, I just you know throw all my favorite things in a suitcase, and my sisters do the same, and then we unload it all in the hotel room and just share <laughs> everything. Weird. Yeah.
0: And your mother was a your mother was an interior designer. Which is, I mean, I, I can't imagine moving that much and, and moving into new houses all the time. Did, did the style change or the interiors um, change?
1: It did. I mean, I guess it kind of evolved as, as trends evolved. But my mom was a very, she's very hands-on. She's a do-it-yourselfer. And as we moved into these new houses, she knew we probably wouldn't be there more than three years. So... We did a lot together, and she was really kind of open to letting us decide what we wanted in our rooms to make it feel like home, since we didn't really have a home that lasted many more, you know, more than three years. Hmm. And so I have early memories of us, like, rag-rolling the walls in a room of, you know, (laughs) a horrendous, like, burgundy color or something, you know. (laughs) And then we'd strip the wallpaper that was already there, and we'd put up new wallpaper ourselves, and... We'd paint stripes, you know, we, she just, she let us kind of decide, which <laughs> was really fun. That's really
0: neat. And yeah. at what point did you know that you wanted to follow in her footsteps and do the same thing?
1: I remember in, when we lived in Wilmington and I turned 14 and I wanted, all I wanted was an iron bed. I mean, <laughs> I wanted, I'd never had a bed of my own mm-hmm. and it always been passed down. And I had this vision in my head of what I wanted that bed to look like. And did it exist? It didn't exist. I don't know <laughs> how I dreamed it up, but my mom was like, okay, well let's let's figure it out. And she was like, draw it down, make a sketch, and then we'll go find an iron guy and we'll have him make it and we'll we'll do it. And I think from that point on I always knew that like if you didn't if something didn't exist, it could always be created. Right. Which was really neat. And it's I think she could have yeah. she could have easily said, No, let's go to, you know, Peer one, and go find your bed at that point, <laughs> which is
0: what I tell Fifi.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was really amazing that she spent so much time with me doing that, and mm. I was so proud of of the result. And you still have it? No, I don't have it anymore. It's <laughs> it's been it's been donated since. It was it was hard to let go of because it was the first thing that I had created. On my own with her. You're
0: also one of the rare people, I think, that actually has used
1: your college degree in your career. (laughs) Did you start out in it? I don't know if it was in my blood because my mother, you know, was an interior designer and she always kind of let us kind of have hands-on approach with that. But I knew when I went to Georgia that I wanted to do their interior design program. And then studied abroad during that time and did some art classes abroad, which was really a great experience. But I do feel really fortunate that I was able to do, to focus on that in college and Mm -hmm. then right out of college, jump into jobs and gain a lot of experience. Um, My husband every day tells me how fortunate I am to do that because he was the opposite and ended up having to go back to business school at Mm -hmm. age 30. Um, so well, I think the hardest thing is figuring out what you want to do. And I think when you're in high school and even a sophomore in high school, when you're starting to figure out where you want to go to college, <laughs> you're so young you have no idea. No. there's You just you, you don't know. No. I mean, I'm dealing
0: with that with a freshman in high school and has already seen the college counselor, and, yeah, they have they have no clue.
1: <laughs> no. And I think you almost need to get some experience out in the world to understand what it is you might want to
0: well, I think be interested in. It's important also to have bad jobs. The,
1: yeah. To know that what you do. <laughs> to really know what you don't, don't want to do. Wanna do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I feel very fortunate too that I I love what I do, and it's also a passion. And so every day I go to work, and it doesn't feel like work to me. It, yeah. I'm, I so enjoy everything I do and all the wonderful people I get to work with.
0: And if I remember correctly, when you started your business, it sort of
1: coincided with you having children. I kind of joke that I'm had twins that year because I I birthed my business and I birthed my daughter, um, the same year and they both grew in different directions. And mm-hmm. so it was really, it, it was a struggle. Yeah. So it was kind of navigating those at the same time, which was also exciting. And I was so thrilled to be doing both of them. But then we got pregnant with my son and it was a surprise, like 17 months later he was born. <laughs> so then I had triplets. <laughs> And really needed to figure out, you know, how to get some help. So I hired my first employee, like, the same week my son was born. Yeah. Just needed help.
0: I think starting your own business requires, obviously, a ton of trust
1: in yourself. And did did you always have that? I think it's learned, I think, over time. I mean, I, I was fortunate to work with a lot of great designers in very small offices for a long time. So I was able to... Teach myself a lot over the years, and Mm -hmm. I think that working in small offices, you're able to wear a lot of hats and have a lot of responsibilities, good and bad, and so you you just know from the ground up, yeah, how to do everything, yeah, how to do things. So, you know, I didn't know everything I was doing, but that was you know when I called my sister, who went to business school, and I I called her probably every single week asking (laughs) questions about a business, and the first person, actually, the first person I hired was an accountant because I know. I'm not good at money and Mm. I'm not good at that part of the business. So I needed to, to get some backup there. So you just try to also, or at least for me, I, I tried to play to my strengths and then know my weaknesses and know where to get help. So now along with your triplets, you now have (laughs) quadruplets. (laughs) You recently, you you
0: started a business with um, one of your sisters called house of Harris. Can you tell me about it?
1: Yeah. So um, house of Harris, was born about three years ago. And my older sister, Liz, who went to business school, she and I started it together. So during these years of consulting each other, I called her for business advice. She has a design business and calls me for design advice. Mm -hmm. So we really spoke on the phone weekly and traveled to markets together and and trade events. And throughout a couple of years, it, it really just organically developed I mean we were like why wouldn't we do something together this Mm -hmm. is we're such great partners and work so well together and complement each other so the fabric and wallpaper line really felt like an organic branch from our design businesses it's been a really great experience Navigating that, as much as we thought we knew everything about fabric, we knew nothing about making it mm-hmm. and distributing it. And where is it? Printing made? it? It's all made in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and we have set it up through trade showrooms rooms. Essentially, try to sell itself um, since it's like a side hustle. Mm-hmm. So it's been really fun, and it's a it's an awesome creative outlet to have, I and mean, it's of course, so fun to collaborate with your sister. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's things that didn't exist in the market. Well, it was more about we wanted to kind of check like three boxes. And one of them was we wanted to offer designers and trade really great prints at really great prices, all made in the U.S. and a quick lead time. Mm -hmm. And those are things that Get all, the, all your frustrations, basically. All my frustrations. We we <laughs> wanted to figure out how to solve those and also be able to customize them. And as an interior designer, you you want to be able to customize it to fit your project. And so your client's getting something that no one else can have. So we really had a lot of requirements up front that we knew we kind of wanted to check the boxes on. And it took about a year to find the right people to do that for us. And yeah. we found some great partners now. and And it's been really neat to to see it you know slowly grow
0: and what's been the biggest challenge
1: Um, or what do
0: you wish you'd known before you started
1: gosh the biggest I mean I think the biggest challenge was just finding the right relationships Mm. and that's that was a little bit of trial and error Mm -hmm. Um, and I think our whole business is about relationships and just having you know a vendor and a manufacturer that you can trust and That works well with you. So,
0: will you you tell me a little about your design style? And I know you love color and print,
1: and I do too. (laughs)
0: And do you think that's
1: a Southern thing? I think it is, but I think it's also now kind of taking off. Yeah. I think that people are catching on to it. (laughs) I think think that it started as a Southern thing, and now people realize that it just makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's starting to kind of. Kind of spread
0: well. I mean, I think also like when I'm buying, and you know, we buy so much pink, and designers are like, "Why pink?" And you know, people just look really good in pink. You know, it makes look you pretty-
1: happy. <laughs> it makes you happy. I actually, exactly. um, I am not a pink person by nature. You look pretty in pink, and well, thank you. I have, I've, I've discovered a pink dress recently. I was actually in New York. And I wanted to go to the Carolina Herrera store mm-hmm. that they just redone. Yeah. just just to see the interiors. Yeah, Weston that was a beautiful a, job. A beautiful job, and I was desperate to see them in person. So I had one hour left before my flight. Raced up, walked inside, just took it all in. It was so gorgeous. And then this pink puff just, like, caught my eye. (laughs) Jumped out at you. (laughs) Jumped out at me. Well, now I have this bright pink dress, and it makes me so happy. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. I want to hear a little more about the interior design process. I mean, I think for us, you know, being in clients' closets is so really, like, emotional almost. It's so intimate. I I can't imagine doing an entire
1: house. I think all of them are. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I mean, I think all of them are. you, You get to know your clients so well. You are in... The, you know the innermost workings of their family dynamic really i mean you're building a home for them yeah. um and it's not about just you know what fabric goes on the sofas and what paint goes on the walls and it's about creating the best version of of this family mm-hmm. and where they can you know have lasting memories in this home that you're creating for them so there's a lot of pressure in that mm-hmm. we really like getting to know our clients a lot in the beginning up front and i think having a really great working relationship with your clients is important because it's almost like a marriage for a year or two. Oh yeah. And in the end we we really become wonderful friends with our clients. And so I would say all of my clients now are dear friends and we really miss them when they're gone. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a very intimate relationship. You're mixed up in the finances. You're mixed up in opinions of mm-hmm. husband and wife liking different things. Yeah. You're you learn a you lot know, about relationships. You learn a lot about wife. relationships. You feel a little bit like a therapist in some <laughs> in some regard. You know, you're getting to know their kids really well. So um, it's and sometimes even like parents and in-laws, you know, kind of come into the mix. So it's really neat. And I think it's really special. So I'm, I, I feel very fortunate to be able to have those relationships. And so now you've been doing this for eight years. Yes, eight years. What have you yeah. learned about yourself? I have learned <laughs> that I needed a lot of help. <laughs> I can't do it alone. That yeah. is, that's the biggest thing. I think when I started my business eight years ago, and it was just me, it was so difficult to make decisions because you didn't have anyone else to bounce ideas off of. I mean, I was in my guest room that was my office alone
0: mm-hmm.
1: for hours on end, and it was a little—it was a little lonely. And I missed the camaraderie of, of having someone in an office space and having a, you know to say, "Hey, does this look good? Or is this is this is this so ugly? You know, <laughs> do I need to step away for a second? Is this beautiful and, or yeah, hideous? Like I can't tell." <laughs> and so it's been really great to have a team now and be surrounded by such you know inspiring women at work all day to your question I can't do it alone. and that yeah. has been the biggest the biggest thing
0: and it's a hard thing to admit when you're a uh, driven <laughs>
1: you know I mean I... well I think it was easy for me to admit I was <laughs> like I can't do this you know I can't I can't be a mom by myself I can't you know have this <laughs> yeah. business by myself I can't I, you need help and I, I love surrounding myself with people that that I enjoy working with too it's a it's a great great honor We work with a professional coach
0: who's always talking about what's your next big breakthrough. What do you think it is for you and for your business?
1: I would love to possibly do some sort of furniture collection. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really interesting. We would work on so many custom pieces already. We're kind of creating things already for our clients. Back to the iron bed. Yeah, back to the iron (laughs) bed. (laughs) You know, I was actually in Charleston this past week and sat... At a dinner in between Amanda Lindroth and Tom Shear, who've mm-hmm. respectively done the Dunmore and then done the Lyford K. and I sat beside them. I was like, maybe I should kind of manifest a, um, a boutique resort hotel in my future. I was like, this, that might be where I need to go. And yes. I think that would be this, really, this really fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've never really been interested in doing any hospitality work or any commercial work. I love residential work because mm-hmm. of the relationships with clients. But I do think it would be interesting to try and take on a a small boutique hotel because that does feel like a place that you're, it's a home away from home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would be interested to to do that one day. And you travel so much. I think you spend a lot of time in hotels. So you're like, oh, this could be so much better. Yeah. (laughs) And Charleston has so many wonderful boutique hotels. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really inspiring to see it's not a cookie cutter yeah. recipe anymore for yeah. those hotels and they're actually hiring a lot of residential designers to design them to feel like a home away from yeah. home and feel more residential which i appreciate
0: one of the things we ask everyone is what you wore to prom but
1: i want to also have you talk about your wedding dress oh yeah <laughs> okay i'll start with prom okay um, and this kind of circles back to how great my mom was, kind of letting me create when I was little. So, actually, our prom landed on um, the state semifinal soccer game, mm-hmm. and so we were in Greensboro <laughs> playing a game that evening or that afternoon, and then we all rushed back to get ready together, <laughs> and we're too late or two hours late to prom that night. But backing it up before with the dress. I had this vision of what I was going to look like at prom. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It was not something, it was not my soccer uniform. (laughs) And it was, I just had it. It was, I knew what I wanted to wear. And so we looked and looked and couldn't find anything that fit the bill. And so my mom was like, okay, well, let's sketch it out and let's see if we can make it. And so I sketched it out. We went and got a pattern that kind of, Matched it, and mm-hmm. then we tweaked the pattern at like Mary Jo's or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then she and I both went around town and got fabrics and lace, and it, it was black and had like spaghetti straps, and it had like an A line. <laughs> it was a little bit of trim on it. I don't, I, I can't even remember the details of it. Was it beautiful? No, uh, <laughs> no way. I'm, 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 I, at the time it was exactly what you. It wanted. was exactly what I wanted, I love and that. I felt like a million bucks in it yeah and that's all that mattered I I will dig up a picture and find it um (laughs) to to remember but but it was so neat that she let me do that and it was so special and honestly it wasn't even about the dress it was about this time that I got to spend with my mom creating something which was really special and so those are important things that I cherish and hold on to and I do want to kind of you know do things with my daughter, yeah, and let her create things together with me. And um I gave
0: Fifi a sewing machine for Christmas, but I don't think it's come out of the box. yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. We did, and I didn't actually sew it, so I don't know how to sew. But, but it was fun creating it together, and um, that's really neat. and letting her kind of help me find that vision of what I wanted to wear on the most special night of your high school, yeah, life. Really, so really, is really sweet. great story. Yeah. And the wedding dress. The wedding dress. The wedding dress. Is legendary. So I bought my wedding (laughs) dress before I was engaged. (laughs) For all of you out there who don't know, I bought it before I was engaged, and it was not intended to be a wedding dress. Right. So there was it's an Alexander McQueen dress, and he had just passed away, and there was an auction in New York for a charity that raises money for AIDS, and they had a group of, you know, a lot of dresses of his – I that one caught my eye, and it was gorgeous, and it was um, kind of an off-white, and it had all this beading on it, the front. And the picture online was, I mean, it was like an inch big. I mean, it right. was nothing. You, know, well, I couldn't see are. any details, They're you know. they like 15-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't see anything about it, and I couldn't even see the back. But the front was so gorgeous, and it had this kind of low-plunged, you know, V in the front. And so I just started bidding. And, you know, once you start bidding, then, like, you you get get wrapped up in it and you really (laughs) want it. And so I remember sitting there, and and my husband, Brooks, was – we were in my condo at the time. And he was watching TV, and I looked over, and I was like, I don't know if this is, like, appropriate that I'm doing this. This is so weird. (laughs) But I kept bidding, and and I won it. And it was, I think, $650. Wow. And at that time – was the most I'd ever spent on any piece of clothing. Yeah. I mean, I was 25. Sure. And so I kind of just, like, got really nervous. I was like, I'm going to have to put this on my credit card. You know, (laughs) this is scary. And it came in the mail a week later, and I got home. I was on my lunch break from work, and I, you know, ripped the box open. And the box was, like,
0: tiny. Tiny. (laughs) It was, like, an envelope. It was, like, folded up,
1: you know, like, balled up in this tiny little UPS box. I opened it up, and it was Breathtaking. I mean, it took my breath away. I couldn't breathe. I just thought it was the prettiest thing I'd ever seen. And then I immediately put it back in the box (laughs) and shoved it up on the top shelf of my closet because I was like, that's my wedding dress. Yeah. That is my wedding dress. Never even tried it on? Never tried it on. That's unbelievable. Never tried it on. So I just, I almost like hit it up there like it never happened. (laughs) And then I would say six, nine months later, we got engaged. And the first thing I did was grab that box and pull it down and I called a friend over and I said I need somebody to come see what's happening yeah I don't want to do this alone you know I want to try this on and have somebody there with me and so I tried it on and it was just it fit it perfectly it. Didn't it, it fit perfectly. any and, alterations yeah we did we had to do some alterations it was interesting it had a little bit of a cape in the back uh-huh. and um there was a some sort of belt or something that was missing okay that didn't get included and so um, you took the cape off and made a belt we, yeah we <laughs> I mean Alayda actually worked her magic oh, and gosh. she I think she I mean she worked on it for for months trying yeah. to it fit but it needed to be like tight so the cape really flowed right and so she did some magical thing you know <laughs> she is a magician she was such a magician so, yeah, it was just very special and um we got married it. down in the british virgin islands and so it was just a very simple kind of fun dress to to wear but, i love it yeah I sometimes having... i just want to wear it around the house and just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put My it God. back on again <laughs>
0: <laughs> well loved having you come back anytime oh
1: thank you so much it's so great to be here
0: thank you charlotte what we wore is produced by capital and balto creative media the original song, Someone So Enchanting, was composed and performed by Brit Drasda.